Hey Life Canton, Roger here, one of your pastors. So glad that you are joining us, whether you're a first-time listener or someone who has started listening uh, brand new this new year. Hope everyone's new year is off to a great start. Just want to remind you that this year we are really trying to begin to dig into our 10-year vision of what God is going to do at this church, which is to reclaim our identity in Jesus and bear the torch of Christ's justice and love to our community, especially that second part. So as we begin to flesh that out, there are so many opportunities for you to support what God is doing and the ways that we are going to move in that direction. And one of the ways to support is by giving financially to support the mission of God at this church. So I want to encourage you to take this opportunity to do that via our church center app or our website. Also, this week, we want to remind you that as the new year kicks off uh, in in whatever you have going on, one of the things we want to make sure that everyone in our community uh, has access to is just the ability to get involved and not just to be here, but to participate in our community, uh, to get connected to others, to build relationships. And we want to help you do that because we believe that you belong. And the best way for you to uh, open that door and to allow us to help you get connected is to fill out a connect card. So go fill one of those out on our church center app or our website. Uh, Let us know who you are, questions you may have, areas you may be involved in, want to be involved in serving or uh, even kind of small groups, things like that. But be sure to fill one of those out. So this week we are doing a standalone message. You'll hear from our pastoral intern, John Smith, and he's going to talk a little bit about love. So give that a listen. I'll catch up with you in just a moment. Good morning, family. Happy New Year. And oh, how great it is how God loves us. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. How he loves us. Yes. I'm John Smith, and I'm a pastoral intern here at Life Church, Canton. And uh, I feel the need to pray this morning. So if you could, could you please bow your heads? I thank you, Father God, for waking us up this morning and giving us the gift of life. I thank you, Father, for breathing the breath of life into our lungs, for pumping blood through our bodies, for waking us up in our right mind. I thank you, Father God, for allowing us this another opportunity to go forward and do your will. I thank you, Father. And I pray, Father, that you increase in us our knowledge of you, your will for us, our love of you, our faith, and our trust in you, and our communication with you, Father God. I pray, Father, that you bless us in our thinking and decision-making by giving us knowledge and wisdom, understanding, and discernment. And I thank you, Father God, and I pray that you give us all the blessings that we need, Father, whether they be mental, physical, emotional, financial, or spiritual. I thank you, Father, for this day that you have made, and we will be glad and rejoice in it. And I thank you, Father, for the blessings that you will give us, the blessings that you have given us, and the blessings yet to come. But most of all, Father, I thank you for your son. I thank you, Father God, that you so loved the world that you sent your only begotten son 
to die for our sins, and that he loved you and us so much that he died for us. I thank you, Father, that you took perfect God and perfect man and formed them into one image, and that he lived, breathed, walked, talked, preached, and teached here on this earth. That he went to that hill on Calvary, Father, to be hung on the cross and die for our sins. But, oh, Father God, I thank you for that third day. Yes, Father, I thank you for that third day. For on that third day, when the stone was rolled away, Father, the tomb was empty. That Jesus had rose from the grave, Father, conquering death with all power in his hands. Ascended into heaven. And he sits upon the right hand of the throne, Father, interceding on our behalf. Yes, Father God. I thank you, and it's in your son's mighty name, in Jesus' name, that we pray. Amen. Whew. First, uh, I want you to help me out with something. I need you to help me do something. I need for you to get up and to go to somebody that preferably you don't know, smile at them, and give them a hug. If you don't mind, could you do that? You see, this is just a very simple way of showing love. The one thing I know about people, we don't touch what we don't like. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today, whether you're here at Life Canton or online. And I ask that if you're new here or just visiting for the first time, that you fill out a Connect card. We made it real easy for you. You just have to scan the QR code, and this will allow us to help to get to know you better so that we can help you feel that you belong. This time of year, New Year's Eve, is a time for reflection. Reflection on the past, the past year, goals we have or have not accomplished, things we would like to do. That New Year's resolution to do whatever, to get a better job, to spend more time with family and friends and loved ones, to go back to school, to exercise more, <laughs> or to finally lose weight. You see, in this upcoming year, with all the turmoil going on in this world, the war in Israel and the Ukraine, the economy, this upcoming election, how do we as believers make heads or tails of all this? How do we deal with it? 
The answer is simple. Have faith and love more. Love harder. Show love to each other. I want you to reflect on this in today's sermon. And if you could put this sermon into your mindset for your consideration. When Pastor Jared informed me that I could preach today, he said I could preach on anything I wanted. (laughs) For me, the choice was easy. It was love. I chose love, this subject. Love has guided me, influenced me, and shaped me all my life. If not for the love of God and a few people, I believe I wouldn't be here now. My grandmother, thank God for a praying grandmother. My sponsor, Ray R., for his patience and his guidance and his helping me to become a man. My beautiful wife, Rita. (laughs) Woo! You don't know how she's helped me. (laughs) In the program of Narcotics Anonymous, N.A. They showed me true love, godly love. They sacrificed themselves for me. And I just want to return that love that was given so freely to me. And this is just one way of doing that. For you see, love is the currency of the kingdom of God. I want to talk to you today about a commodity that is really abundant to all of us, but it's in short supply. This commodity is not pork bellies, gold, silver, or oil futures. It's love. In this time of year, right after Christmas, we have spent a lot of one commodity, money, in an attempt to make others happy, showing them love in our own way, giving gifts to show love. But is this true love? Love, that elusive emotion that drives us all, that is needed and wanted by all of us, Love is powerful, challenging, and hard to describe. Love is so complicated, it even has its own language. Any person in a relationship better speak to their partner's love language if they want to stay in that relationship. In fact, here at Life Canton, we have a marriage workshop that will assist you in developing, identifying, recognizing, and speaking to your partner's love language. And that marriage workshop is going to be on February the 9th and the 10th here at Life Church. And you can register on the Church Center app if you have it, or you can go to lifecanton.org, click on the events, and register there. And I'm going to tell you, I've taken the workshop, and it's truly helped me and my wife. And I would greatly appreciate it if everyone here that is married or single or dating with the purpose to take the workshop. 
You see, love is so powerful that the Greeks gave it six distinct conceptual forms of the word. Eros, philia, volusia, storge, exenia, and agape. When I first saw my wife, Rita, it was all Eros love. (laughs) I was standing behind her, and she turned and said hello to me and smiled. The sun shone in and framed her face. And the angel said, ah, (laughs) I was gone. (laughs) All in. She was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen. And I wanted her and I wanted to be with her. Unbeknown to me at that time, she was married. So she rebuked my advances. So we became friends. And I had a different type of love for her. Philia. A more affectionate regard that over six years deepened and solidified our relationship as friends. It wasn't until we were married that I experienced the love of a parent has for their children. Storge. Her children became mine and always will be. And I love them so much. They have deepened my understanding of what love is. And I have learned to love myself. Felucia. To have regard for my own happiness. You see, self-love is a necessity. How can you love someone else if you don't love yourself? My family taught me to be hospitable to guests, and Rita has shown me how to be hospitable to everyone with generosity of spirit, kindness, and love. Xenia. You see, love has some beneficial physical and mental aspects as well, also social. When you're in love or have love, you have lower risk of heart disease, decreased risk of dying from a heart attack, better health habits, increased life longevity, lower stress levels, less depression, and lower risk of diabetes. (laughs) It's good to be in love. Socrates argues that love at its best is the longing for something beyond and above ourselves, the pursuit of which can bring out the best in us. In society, love plays a role in fostering connections and building strong bonds between individuals, whether it's romantic love, familial love, or love between friends. These connections help create a supportive network that contributes to the collective well-being. When you experience love, it can enhance your emotional stability and overall mental health, further positively influencing society as a whole. And you see, love is one of our basic needs. No matter who you are, your age, race, religion, or sexual orientation may be, It is a human phenomenon to love and be loved. The need for love 
is considered to be one of our most basic needs. According to psychoanalyst John Bowlby and Abraham Maslow, being loved is essential as food and water and shelter. Once your physical and safety needs have been fulfilled, love and belonging are next in line. What happens when we do not have love in our lives? That answer to that question varies greatly depending on whom you ask. But generally, it boils down to unhappiness. <laughs> man don't want to be unhappy. And see, man has done a lot of things in the name of love. They started wars. The Trojan War is rumored to have been started by Paris, a prince of Troy, running away with Helena, a Greek queen, and staying and keeping her in Troy. Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan built a billion-dollar summer home, the Taj Mahal, for his beloved wife, Mamtaz Mahal. One man even abdicated the throne of England, Edward VIII. In 1936, could you imagine that? Giving up the throne of England? All for love. Love is so powerful, it drives songs, movies, literature, and even our very existence. It even drives me. I have searched for and needed love all my life. You see, I'm the oldest son of three children born to a single black woman who had me at 18. My mother is smart, very smart, and wanted to become a lawyer and tour the world. But she gave all of that up for me when I was born. Now, my mother loves me and has always loved me and has provided and took care of me better than most. But she didn't want children, not even as a child. And she told us that and let us know it. So I took that to mean that I wasn't loved. And for young people, for students, and for everybody, I'm going to warn you about making a snap decision without all the facts and evidence. Because of that, It led me down some dark and different paths. And I made associations that I never should have made. This wanting of love shaped my identity, personality, and character. <laughs> One of my favorite songs is by the rock group Queen, Find Me Somebody to Love. And in it, the protagonist works hard every day, goes home and prays to God for him to help him find somebody to love. And that was me. But see, I flipped the script on that a little bit, on that song, and I changed it. And I wanted to quote another song by rap artist Heavy D, find me somebody to love me for me. In search for love, I left a trail of broken hearts, 
relationships, and girlfriends behind me. I didn't know what true love is or remember that I had true love, sacrificial love, real love. I didn't know I was loved. I didn't know what love was or what it looked like. But let's find out. Let's go to the only credible source on God we have, the Bible, to find out what love is. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. You see, I didn't know what love was or what it looked like until I came to Jesus. Now I know what love is. I found love. I found God, Jesus, and my beautiful wife, Rita. I have three daughters and six nieces who I have told that love is a verb. It's not a noun. It's an action. It's not saying you love me, but showing me you love me. It's how you treat me, respect me, honor me. It's showing me that you love me. I guess right now, I really haven't done anything more than what an eight-year-old could have done with a computer or a tablet. And I know you're wondering, what does this have to do with me? What does this have to do with church or my relationship with the Lord? Remember I said the Greeks gave six, gave love six distinct, separate, conceptual forms of the word, and I've only defined five of them until now. Agape is often defined as unconditional sacrificial love. Agape is the kind of love that is felt by a person willing to do anything for another, including sacrificing themselves without expecting anything in return. In the New Testament, agape is the word used to describe the love that God has for humanity and humanity has for God. Agape was also the love that Jesus felt for humanity, which explains why he was willing to sacrifice himself. Oh, how he loves us. You see, I had never seen or experienced this type of love before I came to God. And it wasn't until I entered the program of Narcotics Anonymous, N.A., that I saw it. I have seen addicts going hour out of their way to pick up another addict and bring them to a meeting. I have seen addicts go to a crack house and get them, bring another addict out and get them to a safe place until they could get them into rehab. 
I've seen them pay for Nikonics Anonymous material and not even want to be recognized. All for the sake of love. Sacrificial love. Not asking for anything in return. Just looking out for a fellow human being. You see, all this was foreign to me. It was something new. It was a concept I had never before experienced. I had never seen anybody do something for somebody else and not expect anything in return. But this is how they showed love for one another, by sacrificing themselves for another person. This is how they modeled themselves after Christ. John 3, 16 and 17, we all know it. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. God loves us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his one and only son for us. How many parents out there would be willing to do the same? To sacrifice one of your children to save yourself, your family, your friends, this country, the world. (laughs) I don't think any. My favorite Bible verse is 1 John 4 through 8. But anyone who does not know love does not know God. For God is love. So our creator, our maker, is love. And he created us in his image. So we should be too. In fact, if we love him, we should love others. 1 John 4, 21. And he gave us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma to God. Colossians 3.14, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. So you can see, we're supposed to love, supposed to love one another as Christ loved us. And now we can see why love is important. First John, no, John 15, 12, and 13. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. This is Jesus telling us to love one another as he loved us, to sacrifice ourselves, our wants, needs, and comfort for others, to love them 
Now, I'm not saying that you have to die for others. That laying down one's life is literal. I am saying that Jesus is saying to give up our comfort and help others. To put our own wants, needs, and desires and comforts to the side and help those in need. So the question becomes, how do we lay down our lives for others? Simply is sacrificing for others. Giving of yourself, your time, your talent, and your treasures. As pastor Dr. Tony Evans said, Biblical love involves more than mere emotions and personal preferences. Love is the decision to compassionately, righteously, responsibly, and sacrificially seek the well-being of others. It's making the decision, I say, to volunteer, whether it's here at church or other institutions. It's being of service to others. It is sharing your talents to glorify God, being on a committee, being a small group leader, starting a small group. It is tithing, giving God 10% of your income. I say it's putting my faith into action, backing up what I say I believe with action. Remember, love is a verb. And this is how we model the kind of love Jesus modeled for us. This is how we show the world we are Christians, by loving one another, by putting in action our love. And this is how people will tell we are Christians, disciples of Jesus. John 13, 34 through 35. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Love is a verb. It's not a noun. It's putting into action our beliefs. This coming year, I have but one action step for you, and it's to love more, love deeply, and show how you love. Be that disciple of Christ in word and deeds. Don't let the commodity of love be in short supply. Share it. Give it away freely like it was given to you. I have one more thing I want to leave you with. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. This sermon is a call to action for us as believers. I'm calling you to put into action 
what your beliefs are, to show one another love, to sacrifice yourselves, to put yourself aside, to die for others. There's no better time than now. We need each other. We are all part of each other. And we're only going to go as far together as we can. If no one else has told you they love you today, I love you. And may God bless you and keep you, strengthen you and encourage you and give you peace. Thank you. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that powerful message and reminder of God's love for us and uh, love for each other. I want to remind you that if there's anything you are processing or anything that you just need encouragement through, we want you to reach out and we want to help encourage you in whatever way we can. The Connect Card is one of the places where you can ask for encouragement and support, whether it's prayer or uh, something else. So be sure to indicate that on your Connect Cards that we can reach out and help to support you in whatever you are going through. Uh, But I hope that everyone's new year uh, continues to go smoothly and to kick off well. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Enjoy your week. Bye.